When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Are we recording? And yes, we are. So hello and welcome to the Extreme Chat Show. My name is David Pstansky. And on this podcast today, we are joined by another very special guest, we have Danny O'George. Uh, say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Hello, Danny. So, uh, Danny, it's it's good. We we did a podcast a while back. Was it about video games? I believe. I think we did two. I think we did one on video games and another one on films. No way. What um, what movies did we discuss? Oh gosh. Um, do you know what? I can't remember. <laughs> it's that long ago. But I know that. Um, I did a nice little uh, tie-in when we were discussing video games. I know that we were talking about Resident Evil. Yes. And then I think I mentioned in that podcast about the films, and then in the film podcast, I know that I must have uh, mentioned it. <laughs> well, this 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 kind of sounds like when, like back in the day, you'd watch like Torchwood and Doctor Who or Buffy and Angel, and you have to watch both sides, like both series, to be able to get the full picture. I suppose. Although with, with Buffy and Angel, I know they're set in the same universe, but I never really watched Angel. But my understanding was that um, you didn't have to watch Angel and Buffy like simultaneously. You could watch one without the other, but still know that enough. I think. However, <laughs> if you remember in the UK, I think Sky showed Buffy, and then Channel Four got the rights to Angel. And it came on like six months late. And so there was some sort of element of crossover. And it was just like, well, when you're watching week to week on Buffy, like in America, you could watch Buffy and then Angel the next night or whatever. And it was just like, well, something happened and we don't know because we didn't have the opportunity to watch Angel. And then the other thing is it was on Channel 4 and they like censored it because they put it on at like 6 p.m. And so any like major violence or if there was a cuss word or something, there was it was just cut out, and everyone hated Channel Four for it. I know, and also with the whole um, relationship with Tara and Willow as well. Obviously, that I know got a lot of uh, attention um, for the wrong reasons yes. um, over here. At least I don't know how it wasn't like in America, but over here I remember there was like it was like a not like a scandal, but. It was sort of like a no, no, the company they've done this. I well, it was. This. It, it's weird because that was back in the day of like two thousand and four. So, like slightly different time as recent ago yeah. as, as it was. So that was scandalous. But I remember, like in about two thousand or two thousand one, there was like a massive scandal with like a Christina Aguilera performance on on like SMTV Live or Live and Kicking or something, where she like sang Dirty, exactly as she did in the in the music video. And there was like people with pitchforks saying that it was like uh, immoral for their children or something. I can't remember. I mean, to be fair, I mean, um, when, you, when you sort of reflect back on like music from like our childhood and you, and you really pay attention to what the lyrics are saying, you'll be surprised that we were allowed to listen to them as kids. I mean, like, 
for example, the Macarena. Yeah, it's a really fun What's little. What's wrong in the Macarena? Well, if you um, if you listen to the lyrics, it's actually it's actually about. Um, oh god, am I, am I allowed to am I allowed to say prostitute on this? Um, no, definitely not. This? You've done it. Oh, now, shoot. No, of course you can't. I've done yeah. it. Now. Um, yeah, it's about a prostitute who. Um, I forget actually without having to look it up, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a nice little fun little dance to do, and you can do the dance to literally anything, but the lyrics are not like uh, it's not something that you should really be bopping to, really. Gosh, yeah, but there's like I'm trying to think. Well, there's like lyrics in uh, Grease, Grease Lightning the musical, which are inappropriate about about the car being a certain kind of wagon and stuff like this, mm. and. Yeah, it's weird how there's stuff that they just seemingly could get away with. And it's weird also to think that in the future, we'll look back at this time and say about, I can't believe they did this back then and it was like set to some different standard or something. <laughs> I know, wait, wait till they find out what um, WAP stands for. What does WAP stand for? Uh, I can't say that on here, David. <laughs> okay. Oh, is there, who, who's what? Where? What is this a reference to? I'm kind of out of touch on oh, this. Oh, it's um, it's a song by uh, Megan the Trainer and Cardi B. Okay. It's a song that they did together. Yeah. Do you know what? I until a little while ago, I was like radio hosting for a station, which contractually. I'm not allowed to speak out against, so uh, so I won't. Um, okay. Although that technically might count as me speaking out against them. But the point of the story was that, like, I, I would I would know what Cardi B was if this was a few months ago. But I'll be honest, right now, I don't know what that means. It's it's all rap, Cardi B. I feel like I I feel so old right now, Danny. But yeah. actually, there's a good segue because before, like when I said that I wanted to do this new string of podcasts, and I said about you know if people are interested in being guests and stuff. One of the things I said to people like, "What's what?" Because we could just talk about improv because this will be on extreme improv channels and stuff like that. I'm sure we'll get to it at some point. But I said like, "What what do people want to talk about? What's what's either projects you've got going on and stuff?" And you said that you you know talk about singing, and I believe that you've been dabbling and pushing further into this realm i remember it would have been probably almost a year ago you put out some christmas cover or yes. christmas song or some it was a it was a parody yeah it was a christmas parody coming up to about a year ago as well i believe yeah. um so <laughs> it's a bit of an interesting one so it's it's something that um so for those who don't for those who don't know before i sort of go into like context. Up with it. But if I give any context, yeah, I've got to provide context. So, um, so for those who don't know, it's a, it's a parody of Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus, um, and it basically how how I how I came about coming up with the parody to begin with uh, started out as a little joke between me and uh, some old friends of mine back in. Uh, sort of 2012, yeah, and um, so obviously just replacing uh, Wrecking Ball with Deck the Halls because it was coming up to that time of year, and someone's like, "Oh, this would be funny," and I think, "Oh, and I and then I said this, and then oh, that's hilarious. You should uh, do more of that." I was like, "Okay," so I I kind of came up with the rest of it, and then I just sort of sat on it for nearly a decade, looking at the calendar, <laughs> nearly a decade. Wow. Um, and then I was sort of like, well, what's stopping me? 
That's okay. What what made you come to that question of what's stopping me? <laughs> um. So, I, <laughs> I um, I get anxious a yeah. lot. So and um, I well, when I was a kid, I used to like singing was sort of like a coping mechanism until people told me to stop, and then I stopped for like years. Wow. Um, and then sounds the like those people I, suck. I know. <laughs> oh, they did. But yeah. um, and then and then oddly enough, like when I was starting to get some confidence in myself, I did a I did a live set just just some covers, um, and then I started getting like more people like. Uh, sort of, I'm going to say harassing because there's really nothing else I can sure. say to describe it in any other way. So I got people harassing me leading up to the night that I was performing, and then that really sort of set me back. But then, then it was kind of like, well, actually, I don't care for these people. <laughs> Why should I care for them? Yeah. Um, and and then a friend of mine who produces his own music and now works for a, like a sort of production company in Southampton for like bands and other artists and stuff. Um, sort of invited me to go to his home studio um, and we sort of recorded it. And then I sort of, with bated breath, I just shared it on like my socials and uh, people loved it. So Amazing. That's great. Mm. And that was towards the end of last year obviously in the run-up to christmas and forgive me if i'm wrong but i think there's been rumblings of something in the more present times. yeah so um i've done i've released two other co- like actual covers not parodies or anything not parodies. um i did that was back in gosh it was a couple of months ago i, I think i recorded it at the end of july yeah. and then i released them well, I meant to release them at the end of August, but there was like a kerfuffle with um, the copy getting the the bah, the licenses. The license. Um, it, the all resolved now. All resolved, or, or oh yeah, yeah, or, yeah no, it was just like it was a, <laughs> no, no, it was just like a, it was a waiting game. Oh, okay. But um, that being said, one of the two covers that I did, I actually contacted the lead singer of the group of the band for the song that I covered, and I wow. said I'm, I wanted to cover this. Um, they actually gave me their blessing. Amazing. So, um, although to be fair, I've, it's not like it was like an out of the blue thing. I have, I, I sort of like on and off like messaged the guy like just with like general questions and like showing support and uh, yeah. So there was there was some sort of some groundwork laid. There was some, yeah, there, there was there yeah. was a baseline. That is not. So I've spoken to him before. He's a nice guy. I didn't have any doubts that uh, he would refuse but you know it's it's always nice to to ask just in case yeah weird weird al does it with with all of his parodies so yeah there's that film come out recently hasn't that i've, I've yeah, not seen it yet weird. have you seen it i haven't but uh, i want to see it so what was it's... his parodies like beat it and what was the other one or eat it rather yeah and Based on what I've seen in the trailer, there is they do touch upon his parody "Like a Surgeon," which is a parody of Madonna's "Like a Virgin," because yeah. Madonna, not obviously the real Madonna, but an actress playing Madonna, features in the film as well. Uh, um, but the whole, from what I understand, the, the actual film is a parody of the whole biopic genre. It depicts, obviously, oh. to some degree, his like career. But in a parody of like actual biopics, so I'm curious to see 
curious to see that because it's not the first film that he's done, to my knowledge. Who? Um, Weird, Weird Al. Al. Yeah, well, so how, how much is he involved in the film? Like, if, if you know, um, I know he has a part in it. But obviously, Daniel Radcliffe plays yeah him <laughs> plays him. Um, but Weird Al, uh, obviously, he's like behind the scenes. But he's also, I think, he's in the trailer. I think he's like a manager or like a record ah. company or something. So there's a scene where he bursts into this his office, Daniel Radcliffe, and he's like, "Play this." And he hands the manager this cassette or something. But the manager that Daniel's handing it to is played by Weird Al. Oh, very cool. Very cool. It's weird, like... It's weird. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. No, um, but do you remember there was the film The Disaster Artist? Yes. And, like, I think Tommy Wiseau, if I remember, he might be in, like, a post credit scene, but he is actually in that as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, definitely. Have you never seen The Disaster Artist? I haven't, but I oh. have seen The Room, You've seen the that room. it's based on. Yes, absolutely. You should check out The Disaster Artist. But what I was going to say is it's like Weird Al Yankovic, Tommy Wiseau. It feels like if you're really bizarre, you'll end up with a biopic made of you. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, like uh, coming back, what, what are the songs? Where can the people find them and stuff like this? Um, so, right. <laughs> so you can find it on pretty much all... <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All streaming platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, even on like platforms like instagram tiktok apparently um yeah so now this is the funny thing i i've released it under obviously my stage name danny george yeah. which is my first and my middle name um but the problem is that there is another danny george already on there no what <laughs> so so like with regards to spotify i am my stuff is separate from his stuff yeah but um, when I know that, like when um, Danny, hang on, I can solve this for you. This is the, the answer has always been in front of us. Danny, oh George, just go <laughs> add in the O. I could do. Um, wow, I don't know where the O would come from? But <laughs> yeah, um, no. But funny thing is, unlike um, iTunes. Oh, hang on, Danny. Wait, sorry to interrupt again. Look, if anyone is listening to the audio version of this, I've just like search Danny George Singer and you click on it and that is the picture that it's not even in focus I know it's a guy so basically it's a guy in a white t-shirt with sort of like sh- short brown hair but long enough that when you shake your head your head, the hair sort of like but he everywhere. is shaking his head do you remember the I film know. is it like the ring where people or the grudge or something where they see photos of themselves and it's gone yeah it, that I is say the grudge. Yeah, the, the grudge. grudge. What is that text I'm saying? Oh, it's my text. It's yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. Oh yeah. So that that's that's the other Danny George, who wow. I don't, I've never heard his stuff. Um, but he's already, from what I've seen, he's already like a well-established one. So I've, I feel like I've just shoehorned shoe in on his on his on his shtick. Well, like I I think. Well, hang on. Look, let's see how established he is. 
He says, listen on YouTube. If he's got like something like 16 million subscribers, then... I don't think he's got that much, but See, he has... Also, I feel bad, because now it might just be that we're ragging on him, because he's like the alternate universe, <laughs> like you. I mean, my when I had hair, my hair was that length anyway. Wow. It, it might be you from like time travelling. Probably. He's got 183 subscribers. I don't think he can take your name yet. I know, but he's he's released more content, therefore, if people look up Danny George, he's going to be the first one that comes up, and I think I'm going to be like like third or fourth, something something like that. Yeah. It's kind of just like a race, whoever... If you just go on X Factor once... I've auditioned for X Factor. Though. You auditioned for X Factor? Yeah, a couple of times. First time was actually as a result of a dare. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I got like through to the second audition phase and oh then the when was this you definitely you, 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 look I, right, you did so this I've before never... danny george on 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 google yeah so basically um this was back this was um before 2010 like like over a decade ago um so i think i did it first time was purely as a dare second time because i was sort of interested and i thought i'd take it a bit more seriously and that the second time was the furthest I got in the audition process. I never made it through to the TV round, wow. but I got to the round bef- just before it. So I never actually met any of the judges. And then I think I did it once more after that. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going They're clearly after something specific, and I'm, I'm not what they're looking for. So. Oh, <laughs> it's, wow. It's fine. Uh, if you get onto like, the TV round, though, then you've got the name. That's true, but then there's also no guarantee that I'll actually be on the show. Like, I could, I could be in front yeah. of, um, like for example, there was someone who um, I was friends with like, over a decade ago. He went on there when I think it was the year that Simon was not part of the panel, but they had like Kelly Rowland, Danny Minogue, Louis Walsh, and another guy. Um, and a friend of mine got through to the, the in front of the, the four judges. Um, he sang, he played a guitar, and he sang, and he got a standing ovation from the entire arena, wow. and all four of them said no. But That's even, weird. The, the judges joined in the standing ovation, but they, they said no. It's a, these things are ridiculously rigged. These I know. Yeah, it's just like... It's... What you see on TV, it doesn't really represent what the... You know, they've got their plan, they've got their script... They've got what they're aiming for, you know. Yeah, and I think they're they're looking more for like entertainment value, which at the time I don't think I was uh, I was like providing that entertainment that they were looking for. I mean, if I went on there now, probably I might like I might be on the TV and get like humiliated or something. But back then, I wouldn't even even got that far. Wow, like I don't, yeah, that's, it's it's just weird. It's weird, especially because the, then there was the show The Voice where it Which has I to also they auditioned just, for once. You did? <laughs> I did. Okay, and amazing. Yeah, I, I didn't get past the initial selection process. Well, but I think they were in a group of like 10 or 12 people and they only chose two of them. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Unlike the X Factor, I, I found the, the audition process for The Voice, I found that a lot more palatable than the one for the X Factor because you're not having to queue at like one in the morning to to get anywhere near the front. So like you're you're in there and you're out of there very quickly. Yeah. Whereas if you got there at like 
a, a decent time, like seven or eight in the morning, you are like quite far back and you've got to stand there for hours and hours, yeah. like slowly trickling through until you get to the front and then you're looking at like what? One, two in the, two in the afternoon? Can you just like imagine Philip Schofield just like skipping that queue? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I'll be um, honest. That was a situation I, I I kind of like heard about it, and when you said about queuing, I was like, I'm going to jump on that, but I don't really understand it. So yeah, um, I will say though that I am I am taller than Dermot O'Leary. No way. I'm just like a couple of like centimeters taller than him, but he was. I think he was sort of there. Came out briefly to sort of visit the, the, the crowd, but I think it was more like to film a. Uh, a piece or something, I don't know. Yeah. He, was, he just came out, I know he, was, he was stood somewhat near to me, so I could obviously gauge that I was taller than him, but not close enough that I could interact with him. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Wow. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, taller than Dermot O'Leary. So, Danny, so I, actually, I don't think you actually, unless, unless there's a reason you don't want to, and in which case I'll shut up, People going to look up these songs. They can look up Danny George and make sure they haven't got the other one. Which songs was it? I don't think you told us. <laughs> so, obviously, <laughs> there's the, the parody of Wrecking Ball called yep. Deck of the Halls. Um, and then the two covers. One of them is, um, this is a love song for the loveless. It's um, The original song was done by a group called The Juliana Theory. And yeah. that was the guy who I reached out to, the lead singer, and was like, I want to cover your song. Is it okay? He's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, and then the other one, um, there's a song called Tonight, uh, which was originally performed by Alex Band, who people might remember. He was the lead singer of the group The Calling, um, okay. who did a song called Wherever You Will Go. It seems to be the, the one that they're most remembered for. Um, but they get they get called a one-hit wonder, but I was like, no, they've done they've released other songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, Isn't that yeah. like a terrible label to have? Like, you, you've had a degree of success... And it's like, yeah, but I was successful, and now you're 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 framing it in a way to still say that someone's no good. I'd love to be a one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, I think it's like to be called a, to call to, ah, to be called a one-hit wonder when you've released more than one hit. Yeah, I, I, that's what, that's what I was referring. To. It's like saying, um, gosh, uh, Gareth Gates, for example. Yeah, obviously he was the runner-up for uh, pop. Idol, I think. Yeah. He released a song like Unchained Melody. Then he did a couple of other songs. But if you then say, "Oh, he's a, he's a one-hit wonder because of like Unchained, his cover of Unchained Melody," it's like, well, that's a bit of an insult to the rest of his discography, isn't it? I mean, Gareth Gates is probably not a good example because. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's like some people might say like Rick Astley's because Never Gonna Give You Up is yeah, his most famous he, thing. And I'd be like, Why don't know him for anything thing. else? Yeah, but that's not to say that he's not done anything else. Yeah. Like um, yeah, I mean, obviously we could we could have like a long conversation about this, but uh, yeah, it's, I think it's just it's just my perspective on it. It's like well, they've 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 done other things, but people just choose to focus on that one thing. Nickelback, I guess, would be a, a better example. Like yeah. everyone knows them for uh, like how you remind me or Rockstar. Oh, okay. There you go, Rockstar. I was like, yeah. I was like, I can't think what hell you remind me is. To me, they're a one-hit wonder, right? Okay. Yeah, but Rockstar, obviously they've they've done like loads of other stuff, but to call them a one-hit wonder because of Rockstar, that's a bit of a yeah a thing. But yeah, um, 
so uh, so one is one is called tonight another's called this is a love song for the love song for the loveless sorry um i have done a third one actually i haven't released it yet um but i have done a third one which i, be, I will be releasing soon mm. i hope yeah. um and again it is another cover <laughs> it is I'll, I'll do my own stuff like one day no that's that's me. cool like you know this is it's all the way way into it especially when you're saying that your story is about one of like confidence and people put you off now you're 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 writing something you start with a parody and then you're doing covers and then you'll go back to writing and stuff from there do you do you play any instruments (laughs) not well enough um i used like growing up i used to play the keyboard on the piano um i can i can play the oboe but the oboe? I, uh, the oboe. I That's know, a really I'm random. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's a funny thing where I I wanted to like I wanted to learn how to play a woodwind instrument in school, and I wanted initially to play the cor anglais because it looked pretty interesting. But that there was a miscommunication, and my music teacher was like, "Okay, we're going to get you. We're going to get you an oboe." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so oh. and then so like. I can play an oboe, but the problem I have is, a it's been it's been over a de- well over a decade since I've touched one since, yeah. and b like it's a double reeded instrument, so the reeds break very easily. Uh, <laughs> if they get too wet, or if you I don't know if you bite down on them too much, they get bro- they get damaged. They got to replace them. They're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, gosh, no, like an oboe, like I can't even. That is such, that to me that is like a really random like object yeah. <laughs> in total. I also um I was learning like briefly to play like the ukulele and the guitar. Um but <laughs> I had to sell my guitar. I have my ukulele still, but I I've now also inherited inherited a mandolin. I don't know how to play. That's an eight-stringed instrument. <laughs> wow. Okay, so <laughs> like, a ukulele's four, a guitar is six, right? And a mandolin's got eight strings. Yeah, it's it's an eight-stringed instrument, but they're paired together. So it, uh, like from a distance, it looks like a four-stringed instrument, but up close, it's actually an eight-stringed one. I was going to say, and, like, did they have to like create extra notes? Like, I don't know if you know Red um, Dwarf, but there was a joke in it where the computer says that they've invented two notes, two new notes, H and J, <laughs> and it sounds I've like this is the instrument one. for it. Yeah, because they like it goes. Do re mi fa so la ti do and something like this, and they just like add on like t and do and stuff like this, okay. or t bo no, or whatever. I can't remember. I'm not musical. Yeah. No, I've not heard of that, Jacob. Uh, I uh, it's, it's, have... with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I've seen Red Dwarf since I was a kid. <laughs> Shame on you, Danny. Shame. I know. I know. It's but I have, I have a book written by Craig Charles. What's the in book? Character. It's oh, called okay. The Log. Yeah, it's I, the I know Log, the book. And it's I know the book. Yeah. It's written from, obviously, the character, perspective of his character from Red Dwarf. Yeah. I feel like I've Quite had this funny. conversation with you before, in fact. I think, we, I, think I did That's so mention weird. it. Was that on the last podcast? Because that would be super weird. I don't know if it was on the last podcast, but I think or I did Geek mention Battle. it during, like, during or after uh, an extreme improv. Oh, show. okay. It's not, it's not, as long as it isn't like on the last podcast, we're just we're so <laughs> just lacking in conversation. Everything. We just have to repeat the same Craig Charles stories. <laughs> Probably. Okay, um, so Danny, uh, let's talk a little improv. We've avoided sure. it as as long as we can. Um, not that we're trying to, but, um, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit, obviously you've been, appeared on many extreme improv shows in person and on, and online. And also you are fond of the pie. I am, I am very fond of the pie. Um, I ate all of them. (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, Or am I? Um, but no, uh, pie, obviously for those who like the, the literary puns or, um, acronyms uh pi is basically the hang short on, wait version. a minute hang on i've got to interrupt you there like that like literally you just went into your catchphrase which i don't even know if you know it's your catchphrase but it is your catchphrase for those who like the literary puns and yeah. then you go and throw in all the acronyms which is factually well, what it what it is, is yeah. and like <laughs> you've never said that before it was always the fun that it's like for those who like puns we're like is that a pun and you were like, no, this is my catchphrase. I'm going with that. My catchphrase. Yeah. Um, yep. So it's an acronym of Portsmouth Improv Experience. <laughs> for those who, for those who don't know, um, but it's a literate, but it's a pun because obviously the acronym is Pi, and the logo of our group is a is a slice of pie. So, oh, so it's a visual pun. It's a visual pun. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah. Based on a literary thing. A thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll make it work, Dave. I'll make yeah, it work. Yeah, don't worry. It, it works yeah, enough. It no. works. It works enough for me. Um, yeah. So great. Yeah. Like, how long have you been involved with Portsmouth Improv Experience? Gosh, um, definitely. I want to say like maybe three years ago, roughly wow. three, roughly three years. Um, and that start, uh, That again was like a confidence thing. Like. Um, I just finished a short, like a very short film, um, and I joined a Facebook group for like actors in the UK. And then um, Brian, the guy who runs Pi, um, posted like an advert. It's like, hey, do you want to like learn to do improv? Do you want to like develop some acting skills, confidence, blah blah blah, and come here at this time and this date? And I was like, okay, um, I was like, I'll, I'll go. I, I could do with a confidence booster and not yeah. knowing what to expect. So I went, I went in there. I think there, there was a decent number of people. I think it was like five or six of us, but everyone else seemed to have some sort of prior background or experience with improv. And I think one of them in particular was like someone who'd come down to, I guess like um, help Brian with like this particular session. Sure. And I'm I'm sort of there, like sort of very like, please don't make me do this first. Like, I'll I'll gladly do it after like 
one or two other people do it, but don't make me do it first. And they made me do a couple of things first, not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> and then by the end of it, I was rolling on the floor, like pretending to be like a, a space pig, like going on a holiday on this planet with loads of like gravity. So my scene partner and I just like instinctively like lay down on the floor, like struggling to move because obviously too much gravity. Yeah. Um, and then I just kept going, but I went back the next month because like, okay, it wasn't that bad. It was a bit kind of humiliating sort of having to roll on the floor in front of people I don't know. Yeah. But I went back the next month and I went back the month after and then, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> and then it, it's weird. You, I, I know this feeling like when you're doing something, it's just like, God, I did this thing. It's really weird. But after a while, it kind of doesn't feel weird anymore. I know. I think actually I was thinking about this earlier today, oddly enough, but um, I think it's it's kind of like it, it's like the silly the silly sort of thing that younger me would have loved to have done because you know I I remember there was um, there was a friend of mine from when we were kids we sort of grew up with each other and there was a time we we played hide and seek in his back garden. And, and obviously, I'm I'm terrible at mo- I, was, I was terrible at most things. Um, it took me like oh, Danny, come on! Uh, it would take me about it would take me a good ten, fifteen minutes to find him in a garden that's really not that very big. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know. I, I guess like to pass the time and also to see if I can get him to laugh and give away his location. I used to start doing these really stupid things, and yes, they did make him laugh. And yes, I found him a lot quicker by doing. That is um, that is next level. I know. So I was doing improv before I knew what improv was. I realised. Yeah. Um, I was just not doing it in like with anyone. Um, and it was just stupid, stupid things like that. When I used to do as a kid, I was like, ah, this is the sort of stupid things that I'm do- now doing as an adult in my spare time. Wow. Yeah, and, and it's amazing. Um, it's like it's the weird thing. Like when you're a kid, especially like if you're playing hide and seek, that's like one thing. But like. Kids will play and do make believe and stuff like this, and then, like as an adult, it's like we, it's like we we don't do that anymore. It's like well, actually, a bunch of people definitely do. But as long as they say they're doing improv, and that's exactly what they're doing, and it's like if you just go to like an improv rehearsal or something, especially if there's just like two people just rehearsing something for a two prov or something, and yeah. you spend an hour just improvising, it's like we have literally just played like make-believe like children i know but and in, it's in a, weird a contrast thing. in a contrast so like my very first time doing actual improv i mentioned by the end of it i was roaring on the floor and then in the last in the last live show that i did with you uh, a couple of weeks ago how many times did i end up on the floor <laughs> oh multiple i think multiple times yeah so weren't you giving birth at one point was that no wait, was that was someone that, else that in that thing? i think that was someone else oh it might have been someone else Oh no, no, that was the verbatim one. So technically, yes, but only because someone else oh, was okay. doing it before. Well, look, you know, technicalities. You're still giving birth on stage, so yes. There you go. How was that for you? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just another, just another weekend, really. Yeah, all in a day's work. Yeah, amazing stuff. Okay, so when it comes to like improv stuff, do you what? What's what's your what's your bag? Because You've obviously you've done a bunch of stuff online, obviously with Extreme. You've done stuff with Pi. I think you've done you've definitely done stuff with Good News Toronto, yes. and I think um, some other places. Well, I forget where. Yes, 
There's right. a group called Mining for Gold. That's I think it. they're based yeah. in Atlanta, Georgia. And it, also, do they do long form? Yeah, they, they do long form. And I'll be honest, when um, when you did the Revenge series, oh, yeah? um, like Revenge of the Werewolf, Revenge of the... Uh, Mafia. The Mafia. That was your th- and I'm sure there was a third one. Ripper. Revenge of the Ripper, that's yeah. it, yeah. But I think it's the Werewolf one in particular. Um, and then you had um, Aaron Shaw like on one episode. Yeah. And then he plugged his like long form thing and I was like okay this seems cool I need to I need to develop my long form skills because I'm terrible at long form and uh, yeah and and um, obviously because of the time difference as well I don't usually get to perform with them but as I've done more shows with them I feel like I've I've gotten better at long form mm. um, I actually am confident enough to sort of jump in and initiate something um or or throw in like another plot twist that people like um people can work with um and gosh there's one in particular actually it's actually my um one that i'm really proud of where i uh i think the scene was like a zookeeper is like waging war against a country or something silly like that and then at some point i then come in and I, I take the story on a whole new different narrative yeah. completely <laughs> and everyone just went with it and uh, everyone had a great time so that's great so uh, have you done anything for long form in real life yet or is it like still it still feels like the world's opening up to these opportunities isn't it yeah I've I've not done anything in person yeah. uh, regarding long form uh, at least not yet um, in fact in the last pie dropping session that we did i only i only just got to grips with musical improv um it's hard and uh, it is it is it is is difficult um yeah so that's again that's just something i'm i'm gonna have to learn to in order to get better at it and i have to start doing it more yeah um and who, who knows where that's gonna go as well yeah no absolutely um so danny here's like I guess a, a, a question at this stage it's like we, we spoke about improv in the past obviously we spoke about stuff like movies games spoke about singing you know what else what what else interests you what like what are, what are you passionate about because it's amazing how there can be like some very surprising things come up like even just like the talk of oboes and what was the other instrument you said um the, weird the mandolin. mandolin mandolin Jesus yeah. wow so, um, so another some, something that I'm sort of striving to work towards is, I, I guess it's fair to say, just performing arts in general. Really, like um, yeah. um, back in sort of early September, I was flown out to Ireland to wow. sort of help shoot uh, like an independent psychological horror film. I I just play a minor character. I don't have like a big role in it, um, but I was only meant to have one line, and then through sort of circumstance I was given more lines um and yeah that that was fun I spent a whole weekend in Ireland um and that was actually a week after I came back from Canada oh my god well uh, which island the good one or the bad one um we went to Galway so it would be it would be the you know the 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 not not the northern one oh my (laughs) you know what like oh wow 
So, okay, you you gave the non-committal answer there. I said not the good one or the bad one. Just so anyone listening, they're like, what do you mean by that, David? And it's like, I, I meant nothing by it. I just wanted to see what your reaction was. It was... <laughs> you answered well, it very to well. To be fair, I've, uh, I've not been to Northern Ireland, so I, I, can't, I can't give an opinion if I've not been to both of them. Yeah. No, it's, it's just funny when you've got like something where there's two things, like in America, North Carolina, South Carolina... So like from the Carolinas, all oh, the good one or the bad one, just to see or, what. Or the, or the Dakotas as well. North Dakota and South. South Dakota. Do you get like somewhere where there's like a, a north and an east, but then there isn't like a south or a west? I feel like you do. Well, there, there's Virginia and there's West Virginia. That's that must be exactly what I was thinking of because I was like in my head, it's like I'm sure there's something where you just get like north or west as it is, and then you don't get the the opposite. So it's like, well, isn't it just Virginia? I know, right? Um, yeah, no, that, that's because it's not East Virginia; it's, it's just Virginia. But you've got West Virginia specifically. Well, maybe it used to be like West of Virginia, and they were like, "Why have we got this of on there? Shouldn't it just have its own name?" And they're like, "Well, everyone just calls it West of Virginia, so they're like, oh, we'll just call it West Virginia." Probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I obviously having having done that film. Um, which I think I think they're sort of wrapping up the, the post production. I think yeah, they might actually no. That's that's not true. I think they've got a couple more things that they need to film here in the in England. Um, not sure if I'm going to be needed for anything about, but I I have a feeling the film should be released sort of I want to say early next year. Right. Um, I know they intend to release it to film festivals, but my understanding is that it will be released on Amazon Prime. So, awesome. Um, and then I think they've also got another th- short film. I don't know. How, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. This. Oh, okay, okay. Don't. No, 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 give us, I, I give us the juice. Give us. Tell. T- show us the script. No, okay. You know. <laughs> no, no. I, I know that they're doing a, a, a short film, uh, which they're currently crowdfunding for. Um, nice. And um, I've sort of asked them if you know if they if they would consider letting me like audition for. a for a role in that, um, haven't heard anything back yet. But I think yeah. that's because they're still crowdfunding. So yeah, absolutely. Nothing's, nothing's um, set in stone. I don't think. Yeah, this whole crowdfunding thing—it's something I've never, I've never like gone into something where I've tried to crowdfund myself. Crowdfund something myself. It just feels like, but so many things are crowdfunded. It just feels like, wow, like how much? I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. Mm. One thing that I did learn. I don't. Uh, this this might be. I don't know. Is this is this um, endorsement? But I'm told that uh, Indiegogo is is the way to go. Go <laughs> when you want. When yeah, you want to Kickstarter, Indiegogo. There's probably others. Well, well, actually, with Kickstarter. Um, so with with crowdfunding, as you know, you you have a target, and obviously you accept donations. From what I'm told, with Kickstarter, if you don't meet the deadline if you don't meet the the full sum by a certain deadline you lose all of it but with indiegogo but it, it doesn't matter if you don't get the target with by the yeah. deadline because they'll they'll let you keep what you have got wow and then you obviously you just work with with that yeah i mean that sounds preferable but it almost feels like i just want to kind of promise that look i want to raise 10 million pounds and then i'm going to uh, make uh like a star wars like fan film I guess and then okay. it's like you somehow you scrape together like three million pounds and it's like ah oh, guys uh they won't let me have the rights 
thanks though. And it's like, if they just let you keep it. I mean, yeah, but I think they, they let you keep it so long as you obviously um, show that you are. But how, how well do you have to, because it's like, oh, if I got my, once again, my Star Wars thing, it's like, you know, we're going to get James L. Jones on it. We're going to, Harrison Ford said, you know, we're going to get him on board, but we need 10 million. It's like, well, I got seven and a half million, but I do some really good sock puppets. It's like, you know, at what point, it's like, do you have to say what the downgrade is? I'm not sure. If I'm honest, I personally have never had to crowdfund for anything. Yeah. Yet. Yet. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe one, one day. day. Yeah. But nothing, nothing that I've had to sort of come up with myself. Yeah. Well, you know, if if you can come up with something where you've got, like, the mandolin and oboe players and... You need like the tuition of it. You need to crowdfund that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, Danny, uh, we'll begin to wrap things up uh, presently. Whoops. But uh, what, like, so you're going like doing this for like performing arts and stuff. And what, like, what would be some like ideal roles that you would like to? to get what or like if it's not like specifically i want to be iron man but if it was like i'd love to be a character like this or or what have you yeah so i think it's um i would probably be looking at the sort of stuff that i'm good at uh, i feel like I, I would i would be a really good like comic relief character yeah um oh so uh, comic relief in something more serious and you're like the the comedy you know, yeah. uh, light-hearted character, or you'd like to be in a comedy. Yeah, either, either, well, both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've, I'm also told that I would make like a pretty good like bodyguard type, a security type character. I yeah. Because um, you know, I'm 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 stocky and I'm bald and I have a beard. It's, it's, so... it's, yeah, it's 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 like it's the full, you know, it's 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 the look, you know, so. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a presence, isn't it? Exactly. And, and it's, um, well, I was going to say, it's amazing when you get something like that because, like, the two characters you've instantly described are almost polar opposites. Exactly. Um, and the thing, um, I did a, I helped helped someone do a showreel, um, like I think earlier this year, and my character for this showreel, uh, it's it's it was a challenge for me to play. Um, I enjoyed it, but I uh, I was playing I was, I was playing like a grieving husband or something. Wow! Um, and I, I had to cry. <laughs> I had to. I, I can't. I didn't know how to cry on cue, so they kind of like shoved like a load of like um, tear stick. No, not, not they didn't have a tear stick. They had to. They had to improvise. Like <laughs> so vaseline. They, they just got chili powder. Uh, something like that. It's like no um, Vicks, like Vicks. Cream, yeah, like, like that'll kind of do it. Like, as long as you get something with like aloe vera in, I guess. Yeah, and obviously that that was enough to make it look like I had been crying. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, like, I was sort of inspired by. That. Okay, let's because this this would be a really useful skill to have if I do, you know, get that far into it, like an acting thing. Yeah. Like, can I can I make myself cry on cue? And I tried it. Like, I was watching like these things, like how to sort of get into the mindset and it took me half an hour to, to, to shed a single tear 
Was um, that just like, but okay, and I'm not saying that you didn't achieve here, but was it like after 30 minutes, you're like, why can't I do it? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? No, I think I think the reason why it took so long is because I was sort of jumping back, back and forth between two or three different points. Yeah. Like focus focus points, and I was like, I need to I need to choose on one of them. I can't just like cycle between the three of them because that's that's going to reset the whole emotional thing. And um, but yeah, n- now that it, now that I know it's something that I'm that I know I'm capable of doing, I need to now sort of learn how to do it in to less time. I guess. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, that is that is the thing. It, it's it's a challenging thing, but this is where you, you just get a, get a tear stick. It's just like just I know. it'd be so much easier. <laughs> you know, just cheats. Like you know, yeah. like like Iron Man isn't really he doesn't really fly. Gollum isn't really there. It's like why do we actually as actors that have to have to cry? You know, I know. But um, actually, that being said, it's just remembered. Someone did also say. That's uh, if I was to do like pantomime work, I would make a really good dame. Oh, I should imagine. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Well, okay. So go, going 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 back to revenge, didn't we get a couple of? There wasn't there a big thing between you and JJ Hazan about yeah. like, oh, if you're going to play, because I think we'd had quite a few, uh, like female performers. Yeah, like Fiona, performers. Elke. Yeah, so um, and then and so you, uh, Laura. Yeah, and then you were like, I, I'm gonna go for it, and you and JJ, well, I think, no, on the same show. So I think how it started with was um, one of one of the three um, that I mentioned, like talked about. Uh, it's interesting that like us, us women are playing like male characters, but none of the men are playing any of the female characters. And yeah. so I was like, okay, and then I think. I think JJ re- replied to it first, and then I said, "I'll do it if you do it." <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I think he agreed, but I think I ended up doing it first. Yeah. And then he jumped. He he did it the next show afterwards. Do so you, I think I do you, I played like a yeah, go on. gothic. That's how I, yeah. that's how I played a gothic character called Zelina. That's and it. And then he he came on afterwards. Like full dame. Full dame, like pantomime dame, Madame Zaza. Oh, that's it. Do you do you like uh, pantos? Um, I've not been to one in so long. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say I've um, never been to one in my life. Sort of thing. <laughs> no, no, I've I've also been to a pantomime. I think the last one I went to, if I can remember correctly, I think it was it wasn't a, no no that's not that's not pantomime. Sorry, but it was like a postman Pat thing. Okay, like we went to a stage show and it was like postman Pat. And it was like a kind of like a pantomime, but also kind of like a puppet show. Wow, something yeah. weird like that. But um, and I think the last time I did a pantomime was when I was in school, obviously school plays. Um, and I was like, I was like a like a extra. Like I, was, I was a mouse or something that was just Amazing. had to just run around the stage, and then that was it. That was my. That was my. Your debut. Uh, my debut, yeah. As a mouse. As a mouse whose tail fell off accidentally. Oh my god, that's like... What, oh, it fell off accidentally. Not like pinned the tail on the donkey sort of thing. It was just... Uh, oh you gosh, lost your no. tail. I was, only like, I was only like four or five years isn't, old. <laughs> isn't there like in one of the Chronicles of Narnia things that like a mouse loses a tail? Possibly. I don't know. Right, that was just a random memory of mine. Um, okay, so Danny... We should do this. We should do a part two to this at some point soon. Yes. But uh, let's let's leave them wanting more. 
and uh, there's a ton of stuff we can pick up on. Like this time, I don't, like we we had a couple of references to movies, but this time we didn't go into movies or video games at all. Just very quickly, is is there any video games you're playing recently or at the moment? Um, so like, I know you like your mods and things that you because you stream down B yeah. Danny if I remember the yeah that's the correct that's correct way. Um, I I haven't had the time to go back into streaming, but the last game that I was streaming was um, so it was uh, Final Fantasy Nine, but it was a modified version where it provides more of a challenge. Like everything's bat more balanced out. Uh, some of the enemies are stronger, have different skills. Characters have different skill sets. Like um, it was an interesting run, and uh, I look forward to playing it. Like carrying on playing it. But um, when I get back into streaming, there's like a whole bunch of other games that have got sort of lined up as well. So we'll see. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Danny. So where can the people find you or plug anything that you'd like to plug? Sure. So I am on Instagram and Twitter under Danny Unplanned. Um, I'll say I'm on Twitch at Downby Danny. I'm on Spotify and other music streaming platforms as uh, Danny George, but not the Danny George who's shaking his head because I don't have that amount of hair left on my head to do that. Um, and obviously I'm uh, part of the Portsmouth Improv experience. We're on Facebook at Portsmouth Improv. Um, yeah, I, think that's, I think that's it, really. Awesome. So, uh, audience, whether you're watching or listening, I thank you. And do check out all of the YouTube channels for the Extreme Improv, Geek Battle, Jetlag Loving It, so on and so forth. Check out Extremes.tv. And if you're just listening to this, if it's on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever, make sure you smash that subscribe, as is the tradition. And until next time, stay safe, always stay extreme, and ciao for now. Boom. And we're off the air. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.